Next, I'd like to introduce. What can I say about my brother Daniel? That has it already been said dozens of times in police reports. That boy is good. Good and terrible. You hold your breath when Shaquille O'Neal comes careening into your lap. He's going to give a little special greeting to Daniel Baldwin right here. This brothers should have a boxing match against the Baldwin brothers. Really? We'll take them out in the first round. Who would you take on? Youngest, I, I medium, take on all three of them, actually. I, now that I really think, yeah, I wouldn't need any help. I think you two dudes are going to become real homies. Where do we find these guys? Oh, man, I hate those guys. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Yeah. And we're back. Welcome to the, I like the elongated. Yeah. yeah. It's a Friday, wow, baby. Oh, man, it is Friday. It's my party, and I will cry if I want to. Mm. Welcome to the big show, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we are um, we are still suffering the, uh, is it the aftermath, or are we still in uh, the bomb, bomb cyclone? cyclone? I think the bomb cyclone has found its way, uh, It's de- well, look outside right now, it's terrible. It's, it still looks a little bomb cyclone-ish. I feel very uh, bombed and cycloned. Do you really? Well, yeah, I really do. <laughs> That's a double entendre. I mean, it's bad enough if you hear the word bomb. It's bad enough if you hear the word cyclone. Yeah. But when you hear the words bomb cyclone, aren't you running for shelter, most people? I, I would think so, yeah. Is, is sci-fi making that movie yet, bomb cyclone? Do we know? Well, shark bomb I, cyclone. I, I, I think we're going to do bomb cyclone, the snow salzone story. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Joe Salzone, a.k.a. Dickman, mm-hmm. who normally works on this show has called in snowbound again. Twice. He, he did not make it to work today because of the snow. Now, I want you to keep in mind, you come from where? Uh, Fulton, Oswego County. You come all the way up from Fulton, Oswego County. I myself come from Cleveland, which is equally as far up and around the lake. I had the benefit and- of driving in the morning when no one's on the roads, though. So it's like the weather's terrible, but I can go in any lane I want to. Uh, I have a conscience when I'm driving down that, that uh, 49 mm-hmm. uh, and cars just slide off the yeah, road left of and right. So, you know, I have a big four-wheel drive vehicle and, and I see the car slide off and I slow down and roll the window down and go, are you okay? Mm-hmm. You know, because you can, you know, it's it's minus five up there today or something. Yeah, so, if your car's not running, you're going to freeze well, to death. Well, if you're an older person, sure. you know, I, I get concerned, do I need to at least get them out of the car and drop them off somewhere safe? Mm-hmm. Or, so I, I stopped four times on the way to work today. <laughs> it took me an hour and a half to get here. Uh, yeah, it was. It, it's bad up there. Well, but you made it. I did. I did. Yeah. Unlike. Unlike Snow Salzone. <laughs> That's no the new nickname, show. isn't it? Joe. No show Joe. No show snow. No show Joe, yeah. <laughs> no snow Joe. <laughs> uh, yep, that's what uh, it is. So, so I, I thought in honor of the fact that Snowy didn't show up again today, and he decided to call in. What, what do you call it? It's not You're his boss. Wait a minute. We, you know, you're his boss. I was, How, what do you do with this phone call when it comes in? It, Take me through it. He doesn't you? even call. He texts. He goes, I'm not going to make it today. Because of the snow, and you and reply, I was so tough last night to Josh. I go, if he tries to snow out again, I'm not going to let him. And then he did, and I said, okay, yeah. What, hap- what, ha- what happens from from the the rough talk with Josh, the enforcer guy, and until you get that text? Because I'm I don't want him dying in a ditch. That's all I could think of is if he 
flat rolls his car on the way in. So you're thinking under- he's that he's a. W- w- isn't there a thing called Uber? You know, like I mean, couldn't he get from his house? It would cost him probably a week's salary to get here, a week's pay to it get would here. Would take him a week's yeah. pay. Yeah. All right. So, what, so I knew he was calling out today. He told me yesterday he was. He decided he yesterday he was calling he, out. He today. knew yesterday. He knew this yesterday. is garbage. Yeah. You, you got to tell me that. I never know he's really going to do it. He's sitting. He he comes around and he goes. He goes. I'm probably not coming in tomorrow. Well, you need to tell me he said that immediately. I'm his boss, so I could say to him, you're coming hey, in tomorrow. Snitches get stitches, bro. I ain't snitching you're, out. You're worried about me, yeah, but that saying implies that Salzone's taking you out to the woodshed. Is that possible? <laughs> I, have you seen him? I don't know what basement he's putting me in. I don't know what John Wayne Gacy crawl space he's got out in Auburn. <laughs> Ooh, you got a good point there. Yeah. You got a good point there. <laughs> well, let's take... Now, now, we don't know this for sure. Well, let's speculate a little bit because we do have exposure to Snowy, and 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 let's let's make a list. Yeah. What is what is Larry Dickman doing today? Watching like eighty sitcoms. So he loves soap. Okay. He loves the sitcom soap. So I yeah, could, I could see him binge watching soap. Or so you got Benson. binge watching soap, Benson. Go ahead. He's, yeah. he's like a seventy-five-year-old woman. Like whatever yeah, that golden girl. He's in a blanket, like an Afghan of some kind. He's eating like cat he's, food. Yeah, his like, meals on wheels can't make it. His meals on wheels can't make it, so he's eating cat food. He's wow. watching soap. This is, not a pretty, this is not a pretty picture. No, it's not. Is he vinegar douching? <laughs> I hope so. God, I hope so. I got my list as he's watching Dr. Phil. I could see that, too. He's that. watching Dr. Phil. He's eating fast food. He's got a massive amount of online porn going on. A massive sure. amount, yeah, yeah. Massive yeah, yeah. amount yeah, yeah, yeah. of online porn. Oh, I don't even want to know the genres that he's no. looking at. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, these, these are Nambla meetings. <laughs> you know, I used it. to live with a guy a lot like No Show, Snow's Alzone, and they like to watch things that make them feel better about their miserable lives. Oh, so they're watching Hitler Youth propaganda yes, film? Yes, but like Dr. Phil's dead on because yeah, my, yeah, my yeah, old yeah. roommate used to just watch Maury because he'd feel better seeing that he he was an awful person, but there's worse people out there, and it made him feel better. Yeah, you know, I remember um, a friend of mine worked on, and I'm not going to say what show, Sally, Jess, Raphael, but um, <laughs> uh, that, 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 that they would they would get these people, and, you know, they're paying them. They're, they're flying them. So they're sending in a legitimate story, I mm-hmm. guess, you know, to get the attention of the producers or whoever's casting the show. So here I'm, you know, Becky Lou Blue from, you know, Pithole, North Carolina, and Becky Lou's father's her boyfriend and 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 the father of her child and so on and so forth so they're going to get them on the show now they get them in there and and believe me many of my friends over the years have said hey man you're you're shooting in indianapolis and can i come down or, or can i be in, in the yeah i'll give you a line it's not as easy as you think when 150 people are looking at you and the lights are all on and there's three cameras rolling and they go action tommy you know when tommy goes uh, you know, you get very nervous. You get yeah, choked yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone's watching you. All eyes are on you because that camera's pointed at you. So it looks a lot easier than it really is. And by, believe me, I'm not comparing it to those people who are first responders or anybody who does something that's really important in the world. But there is a certain amount of inherent pressure. You know, the first few times you do it, many people choke. So my point about this is, is that Sally, supposedly, this is a story that I heard, but would go in there and they'd say, I I can't do it. I can't go in there and talk about my father. And she would berate them. You're going to get out there and you are going to do what you were contracted to do. And we flew you and start screaming at at these people. (laughs) 
to the point where they were absolutely more frightened of her than yeah, to, of not going on and doing it and telling the story about how their father raped them when they yeah. were a child. And and they go out there, and that's why sometimes you see them out there and they look like a deer in the headlights. You know, like an ISIS hostage video. Yeah, totally. yeah, they've been waterboarded in that in that green room. Because uh, Sally so, Jesse's going to kill them if they don't. So so with Doctor Phil on the list, as I came in to discuss briefly before we came on today. Dr. Phil, there's some allegations going on. Paulie the Mole was telling us. Yeah, that he was in, like, the drug addicts and stuff in order to get them more into the role. Drug addict, yeah. yeah. He he would give them drugs and stuff to make their lives more miserable prior to going on the show. It's like, all I can think of, these were my favorite on Maury, was, you know, the fat baby episodes on Maury? I love fat babies. When they would take the really fat babies, but they would put them in the green room with, like, ribs and wings and donuts and stuff. That's what Dr. Phil was doing, but Mm -hmm. with drugs. Okay, well, no, 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 there's a distinct difference here. (laughs) I, I remember I did... I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here, which right. is a, a huge show in England and in the in Great Britain. And they decided that they were going to do a version of it here in the U.S. So the first and only year they did it, I end up in the Costa Rican rainforest with John Sally, Lou Diamond Phillips, my brother <laughs> Stephen. It was hysterical. Uh, uh, but what what they did was. There, they're not um, um, under the same restrictions we are about medication. Like uh. a nurse can just hand you out like like Tic Tacs, mm-hmm. you know, can hand you narcotics. So, you know, this one had a supposed sleeping disorder and this one was in pain. So they showed up at like seven o'clock at night after dinner and you're in this, you know, you're in your loincloth, you know, and they would take them off camera and dispense, you know, four Vicodin and five Percocet and blah. And these, and particularly the women that were on the show came back and then they, you know, you weren't allowed to have contact with any outside source. So they lowered this cable down that had a basket in it. And in the basket was like a case of beer and wine. So everyone drank. And of course, myself and Steven were sober, so we didn't drink at all. And w- in combination with the narcotics, that they <laughs> yeah. Gave, oh, you knew something great was going to happen well, by nine thirty. Oh course. my God! You know, people were screaming at each other and fighting with each other, and girls were coming on to guys, and you know, and guys were talking smack talk about how hot the girl was. And, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. By ten thirty. You know, I was taking a nap while they were drinking because mm-hmm. I didn't want to miss the show. Yeah, you know? right. And my opportunity to crush people because <laughs> yeah. they were so looped. But so so this would be different on Dr. Phil's show. I don't know that he's a medical doctor. I don't know that he's a psychiatrist or not. And I have a real hard time believing that Phil himself is dispensing drugs. This is the same thing as we say about, uh, um, you know, the head coach you know, being held responsible right. for what the Alumni Association does. I'm sure these allegations are coming from contestants that were on the show, um, but uh, I would love to read up more on this. I'm yeah, this, what I, what what I see got? right now, according to uh, drugaddictionnow.com, says that there were some crew members, not Dr. Phil himself, right. who would provide things like alcohol and Xanax and different things to, quote, calm the guest nerves but like you're saying, maybe loosen them up a little bit. Is that bit. Dr. Grip? You know, <laughs> yeah. Dr. Key Grip? Uh-huh. Dr. Best Boy? You know, the, like the would... crew members were dispensing. <laughs> yeah, right. Writing that prescription on site. That would be like, we're going to have a guest on the show and Joe is slipping them uppers. Well, or, this, you know. this guy who was on, this Herzog guy, who want, Todd Herzog, who was on Survivor, wanted to go on to talk about his alcohol addiction. And in the green room was an entire bottle of vodka. And he, so he drank it. Dr. Phil's having a mind to talk about alcoholism, and oh, we there's a bottle of vodka in there if you want to loosen up a little bit. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Where were the where were those supplies when I was getting on there, getting honest about my problem? Oh, I know. 
God, you might I not have out. gotten sober had the. Uh... And I know Phil. I mean, he's he's a tremendous guy. He's a, a, a really really good person. I have I you know. I have a hard time believing he was he was uh, in on that. It's I all do. allegations right now. Yeah. yeah, it's only it's only allegations. You know how much Doctor Phil is worth? I'm gonna guess Phil is worth. This is a disgusting amount of money. All right, I'm gonna guess that if Oprah is worth five, I'm gonna say he's worth 290 million. He's worth 400 million dollars. Yeah. Oprah's got to be in the billions, right? Yeah, she's a billionaire, yeah, she's right? A billionaire. Yeah, I think she's up there. We were looking at this in before we came in. No, I don't think she's a billionaire. Well, you know, it goes by two point eight bill. Yeah, but that goes—that's adding assets of stuff that are yeah. owned by the studio. But in, in you know, what counts to me is liquid. You know, so I think that. But you know, you know, what's really sad. I was and, and and I've met her before. She seems like a nice, enough lady. I don't know her that well. Um, but she uh, she has this new line of like food for for, for people. Yeah, she. Have you seen her commercials? Like, yeah. we're having a taco fiesta. Right, right. It, it is the worst crap. Yeah, I mean, I I'm went sure through. Someone asked me to analyze it, and look at the ingredients, mm-hmm. and, what's there, and it's supposed to be for affordable. But it is just crap. It is so bad, you know. And and the fact that she's on these shows, she's got a new commercial out for Weight Watchers and she's wearing this lime green outfit mm-hmm. and I'm looking at her going, shouldn't you suck off 40 to show a difference before you get on camera and start talking about how great it is and you can eat dessert too? And you, Well, yeah, you can eat dessert and look like that. Yeah. You know I mean, she's not looking great compared to when she first did the campaign and she really got svelte. She thinned up and she looked great and yeah, no, I'm not. You got to be buying. the after shot, not well, no, the before. Well, no, I think what happened was she did the Weight Watch. She lost all the weight. She signed a big deal with Weight Watchers. She probably owns a, a nice percentage of the company, and she had to perform to get on camera. Now she owns this food line. She's actually eating the food line. And take a look at her. She <laughs> exactly looks there. Right. Hello. Let me uh, ask you a quick question before we go to break. Tell me. On Kimmel, last night or two nights ago, I, I'd ask Polly this because we're talking net worths. Mm-hmm. Jordan, Michael Jordan is worth, what, what do we say, like $1.5 billion? Yeah. And Kobe is worth like four hundred million. Right. And Jimmy Kimmel asked Kobe when they go out to dinner, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, who pays? And it's always Jordan. When you go out with somebody, because you 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 know you'll go out with people who have who have money. Mm-hmm. Do you take that into account? Like if you go, that guy's got more money than me, I'll let him pay. Or I got more than the money than that guy, I'll pay. Well, you know, okay, so m- mostly it's You with, go out with a Dr. Phil. If you're out with Dr. Right. Phil, are so you paying for dinner? I go by who asked me, if they asked me out gotcha. or if I asked them out. So I think if I've asked someone to go to dinner with me, um, I, I'm, I myself am, have asked them, so I'm going to take on the responsibility of paying for, you know, I, I mean, I love I love the people. I went to um, with two family members to Krebs, uh, the, the restaurant in uh, Scanny mm-hmm. Alice. And it, it, it's by far the most expensive restaurant around here. Mm-hmm. And so we go there, and um, the couple, he orders the most expensive thing on the, knowing that I'm going to pay, right. for sure. I mean, the, the income ratio between the two of us uh, was ridiculous, mm-hmm. what I make to what he makes. And I asked them to come with Robin and sure, I, sure. another couple. Then the wine comes, and it, it's not a, a glass of wine each. They order a bottle of wine oh, off the menu. Rude. And it was, And the bottle of wine on the menu was you know 200 for the wine i think you know or something so so it's 200 for that and then it was the surf and turf for 90 or something you know whatever it was you know so by the time i got done it was 550 or 650 or whatever it was to have dinner for four people um you know and 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 i think he fully knew i i don't think you take advantage there's a certain um etiquette i think that you should practice yeah you know if you know particularly if you know you're not paying the yeah bill. 
You know, if you know you're not the one that's going to drop the plastic down to take care of that, you should be, you know, conscious. I'm not saying you need to order the, you know, faux gras grassroots, you know, or something, yeah. but, you know, you probably shouldn't order the $95 surf and turf. The either. great one, Ed Levine took us out for, uh, we had won an award, the morning show won an award, and we were in Manhattan, and he took us out for drinks, and we're on this, like, rooftop bar or whatever. I'm an Oswego County kid. I don't know what to get on a rooftop bar in Manhattan. So I just order a beer, and he goes, nah, that's not how you do it. And he orders a bottle of Cristal, and he starts pouring Cristal for all of us. I would have never in a million years yeah. thought to get <laughs> a glass, a shot of whatever a bottle of Cristal, but he, you know, he's, he's, a, big, he's a big roller. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm going to go into this time now and tell you this great story. So I'm staying at uh, all of the CP hotels. Actually, you know, let's go to break and I'll come back and tell you the yeah, story. Yeah, okay. All right, before we go really quick, Oprah got 10% of Weight Watchers when she signed her contract. I figured. It doubled the stock when it was announced that she was part owner of the company. She made $70 million in one day. Yeah, that's nothing. Is, that's, I mean, that's, owner. That's, Joe Salzone does that on his day off. $70 million <laughs> in one day. That's a dollar a pound. Two eight eight zero six forty four is the text line. Get involved. This is Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Syracuse. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now! Now listen up because we have a mystery guest calling in about seven, eight minutes. We're going to play mystery guest with you, Josh. I'm very excited. Polly just yelled, this is big, so I don't know yeah, who it see, is. Yeah, see, you're giving hints. Oh, I was looking at a picture of Joe Salzone's crash. <laughs> oh. Let's get through this really quick. Tom Brady is in the news, evidently. Now, we, we reported on this when they traded Garofalo to San Francisco, and we were one of the earliest to say, rumor has it, that they actually asked, San Francisco asked about Tom Brady. This is the way they worded it. Would Tom Brady, would you be interested in trading him? Well, of course, now we know Belichick ordered Tom Brady's trainer off the, the flights with the team, off the sidelines, blah, blah, blah. Well, now the real story is coming out that Belichick wanted to trade Brady to San Francisco. He wanted Garoppolo to stay because he saw a longer... He he wanted Garoppolo to stay because he saw a long-term interest in having Garoppolo because he was so much younger and was willing to send Brady. Brady got wind of it, went to the owner Kraft, and said he wanted to remain in New England. That's when when Belichick then ditched Brady's trainer. Is this a sign that Belichick is squeezing Brady? Well, I think Belichick's a coach, and he wants to coach longer, so it's he's looking yeah. long-term. No, I understand the thought process by which you would send Tom Brady and, and bring— because I've always said, how great is Brady? You know, t- no, Listen, I'm not taking anything away from his accomplish- accomplishments, but would he have been Tom Brady with the New York Jets? Or would Vinny Testaverde have been Tom Brady if he played in New England? But you could say that about would Joe Montana have been Joe Montana without... Right, exa- exactly. So, so again, we'll, we're always going to have this argument, how great was he personally? I, I think he's the greatest, because he won with some mediocre receivers. Well... I think the system that he had was 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 probably the best in the in the game. So I think it's I mean, interesting to see that now that system is falling apart. Him right. and him and I always thought him and Belichick were the. Well, they could be. I don't think Belichick looks at it as a personal thing. Mm-hmm. I think he looks at it as I'm a coach and I want to win. You know, so you thanks for all your help. Now I got right. a younger kid. Right. Next, yeah. so so do, is New England looking? Is this the 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 starting of the how they're going to gently let Brady go, or is or better yet? And here's one for you to take a look at: Is Belichick going to go? Is Belichick going to turn around and look at this and say, "Hey, the New York Giants look great to me"? Yeah. 
Well, they're obviously not planning for what to do after Brady, yeah. so why would you? Right. So. I mean, if I'm Belichick and I feel that he's not the future and they traded the future away, and that at the end of the day, you know, you'd think Kraft's his his uh, loyalty would fall with Belichick you'd even think, before Brady. Why would you ever side with your QB over your coach? Right, right. Not a coach that's done what he's done. So, no. so I wonder are we are we reporting early on the rumblings in New England? You called this though. You said this goes deeper, and you were. I said right. it goes deeper than this. If he's doing something that's going to upset his forty year old quarterback, mm-hmm. if he's going to do something like that. And something else is going on up We there will come back and play Mystery Guest. Very excited. Like is it, it Tom Brady? Is he calling in? Yeah. Oh, I, it's his strength you coach. Him? <laughs> <laughs> I told him that this it was Tom. The Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Liverpool. Pool and Spa on ESPN Radio, Syracuse. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, and we are back. How was that with Dude, Jim Kelly? What a get. Huh? Weekend, they're hitting the playoffs for huh? the first time since the 90s, early 2000s. To January 2000? You know, I got to tell you, um, having been exposed to Jim now since all the way back when he played, you know, that's one of the great godsends of doing the acting thing for a living because there's people that I know that are like legends. And I've said this to you before, you know, you meet them and you don't realize that for the 10, 15, whatever amount of years that they've been playing in whatever league they played in, they're in hotel rooms watching your crappy movies. Right, right, right. So, so they see you mm-hmm. and they get so fired up that they meet you and, 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 and you, they don't realize that all I ever wanted to do was, was stand under the center and, and, and throw a ball into the end zone. Have you seen the movie Big Fish? You know the movie? No. Watch the movie because you're Big Fish. The Big Fish is about this guy, and he's, he's not, you're dying, but he's an old man who's, who's telling all these stories of his, <laughs> listen to me, now listen to me, listen to me, he's telling all these stories of his life, right. and his kids are kind of like, sure, yeah, right, 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 but every time we get an interview, it's like, a story you have told is verified by Jim Kelly going, man, that was one of the best meals I've ever had in my life, you're one of the top chefs I've ever had in my life, yeah, yeah, it yeah. just reminds me of that, every time you're like, oh yeah, sure, Baldwin's a chef, whatever, and then Jim Kelly's on there going, man, I'd eat that meal every day. Wait till I bring Charlie Sheen on. Oh! <laughs> hey now! If you missed the Jim Kelly interview, of course, subscribe to ESPN Syracuse, uh, iTunes, Google Play, and get daily notifications. It'll go right to your phone. You can hear it. It'll be up within the next 15, 20 minutes. You can listen to that whole interview as we get ready to uh, to, to root the Bills on against Jacksonville on Sunday. I think it's like a 105 kick or whatever. Yep, you can catch that game on K-Rock. Yeah. All the rest of the games will be here on ESPN Radio. All nice. right. Thank you. And I, I am going to leave with this note. Sure. Um, my wife is not feeling well. Okay. Robin, I know you're listening to the show. I love you very much. I want you to feel better. And Daddy's coming home to take care of you very, very soon, sweetie. I love you. Wow. Very romantic. That's a man. That's a man there right go. there. All right. There you go. Have we you told people to subscribe to ESPN Syracuse on iTunes? I just said that okay. exact thing. <laughs> just tell them again. Remind them. Yeah, I am. Just subscribe. Type in ESPN Syracuse and subscribe, and that way you can get everything yeah. pushed the Jim, right to your phone. Jim well, that, Kelly will well, be that's, right that's, that's what's great about this is that if you go ahead and take a little bit of time to subscribe, it goes right to your phone. you mm. got to do it. you got to do it. Absolutely. Thank you, Liverpool Pool and Spot. Brent Axe is up next. This has been the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio Syracuse.